Did your parents give you the time and presence you would have liked as a child, or did they give you exactly what you needed? This is Music, Spirit and Accountability with Jay Hode and Michael Cooper, episode number 12. You know, you speak sometimes about your relationship with your father and those things that he gave you um, that have shaped your, your life in such profound, you know, uber successful um, uh conjuring let's say ways you know through some of those things that you learned and uh maybe yeah learned it inspired you to be this way in certain parts of your life can i ask you a personal question um it's not too crazy i don't feel but the the presence do you feel that you had the presence from your father that that you would have liked it's the best question (laughs) that's the best question i can answer that now differently than how I would have in the past. Yeah. Again, I don't know if I had the time to unpack this fully, but I can say that I had the presence from my father exactly as I needed to become the man that I am today. Mm. And as a result of that, you know, I have this model of what I believe in in my in my reality is what the masculine man should be and what that looks like and that presence and that groundedness. And my belief is that my father had to go without that so that I could receive it. He had to forego that in his own life so that I could, I could, it was the ultimate sacrifice to me. Wow, brother. You know, he, wow. he actually gave up that divinity, which is, you know, we talk about biblical stories and how the father or, or, or in just about any movie, you know, gladiator, whatever they may be, where he makes that ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. And I believe that's what my dad did for me. You know, he made that ultimate sacrifice so that I could be this version of myself, which this version of myself, I love everything about it and I wouldn't change for the world. And if he had been any different in the way of presence or groundedness or divinity or any of those things, I wouldn't be this man. So I have the deepest now reverence and respect and gratitude and even a humbling for the sacrifice that he made for me. Okay, so this um, is interesting in the sense that that changed by the sounds of it at some point. Your old perception of it wasn't this way. Um, you know, maybe a little bit on what the old perception was and what shifted it. My old perception is I hated my father. And I, I would never speak well of him if I spoke well of him at all. Um, I had a, a philosophy that my kids would never meet my father because I didn't feel safe if I wasn't there. And, and that held true. My kids are 16 and 14 and they, they, they've never met him under my steam. Um, and the belief, I saw what I needed to see to get to where I was. I saw that my father was not there. He was angry. He didn't, I felt he didn't love me. I felt that I wasn't good enough. I felt that I could never match up to his benchmark of whatever that was, because it was forever moving. And there were so many other kids in the world that were better than me and better children. And he would prefer them as children. And that was the story that I, you know, through my experiences that I'd created. Um, there was a level of um, discipline in, in that was applicable to me, but not necessarily everyone else. And 
I rationalized that and said, that's made me incredibly disciplined. It's made me incredibly powerful. Um, I also created a strategy around that point that I need to hurt myself first and much more than anyone could possibly hurt me so that I won't be hurt. Mm. That was my coping mechanism. That was my protective mechanism for growing up. And that's what I created. And that's why I did so well at sport. You know, the harder it got, the better I got. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good for this. This is my space. You want to get it? We want to go to the Hurt Locker? I made the Hurt Locker. And that's where I lived my whole life, even in business. Everything had to be hard. Everything was punishment. And it was safe for me to do that. Mm. And so, yeah, the old paradigm for me around my father was that he did these things to me and he was bad and he was a horrible person and I never want to be the father that he was. You know, that was like you said earlier in the beginning of this chat, you know, like I vowed to never be like him. Um, and so, yeah, that that shifted for me after my vision quest. Um, I did a, you know, uh, there's a, a, a method which is um, um, neutralizing the charges that you have over certain things and the traits that you have and uncovering the um, the root cause of either the fear or the pain and then neutralizing these charges because at that point I'm yeah. only seeing one side of what my dad did to me. Yeah. And it's a holographic, holographic um, process where you see all the dimensions and what it creates for you and all of these four vectors to eight levels and you have to peel back each one and at the end of it, I had an awareness of what my, the, the magnitude of what my father did for me, hmm. which was make the ultimate sacrifice. And so that's where I, I say instantly, 47 years worth of work, <laughs> um, but made a paradigm shift hmm. in, in my thinking because yeah. I saw the benefits and the drawbacks equally. I realized what I gained from these strategies I realized what he sacrificed from giving me these things. Yeah. And in that moment, my business changed. In that moment, my relationships changed. In that moment, I changed because this charge that was holding on to, like I was never going to go to my, my father's funeral. I was never going to go to his birthdays. I was never going to call him again. Um, I just squared off on that after years of trying to resolve it and not working. And now I see him in a completely different light. Um, and I'm now questioning like, yeah, wow, I, I have to unravel that thought of holding on so tight that I'm not going to go to his funeral because this man actually gave me everything that I've got right now. Mm. <sighs> brother, mm. that is just huge. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing, brother. I'm feeling just to... Uh, bring bring up a few things share a few things here um one you just kind of summed it up so well but there's a we kind of just break that down to simplicity of this transformation from a victim to mm. an extremely admirable hero okay so mm. you've got this one space I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening to this right now that this would be relating to and some that are maybe sitting in that victim space without any you know, judgment, however you relate this to yourself, sitting in that victim space. And then on the other side, there would be people in that admirable hero space that have been through a similar journey, can relate, and at some point flick that switch. 
there's a lot of people that never choose to go on that journey, that never choose to show interest in it. So again, an invitation if there's anyone out there that is feeling something in their heart now to maybe begin to go to that journal. I think uh, that go down that journey. I think what you said about um, you know the funeral thing that's huge. Like holding that and and I literally know that story from so many people being like, yeah, and you know what I. I'm not even going to go to their funeral. It's like the the icing on the cake, like the you know the nail in the coffin, so to speak. Um, so, if it, there is anyone out there now that's listening to this and is like, "Well, yeah, there's something in there that doesn't feel in alignment," or you know, you might be like, "Yep, I'm right. I'm fully validated now, and I'm going to sit in this space." And yeah, I'm not going to my dad's funeral or whatever your story is, your brother, your sister, your friend, whoever. There's something with that. I'd say negative charge. Where would you suggest, like, if you get kind of gave it a clear path, and there's no right or wrong answer here, but where do you begin? If you're if you're in that place, and it's like, you know, you probably wouldn't go into a vision quest, maybe straight off no, the bat, unless no. you have, you know, like you said, it was, <laughs> no, it, it happened just like that. that. <laughs> but after 47 years of work to get there, right? So this is, um, you know, these stepping stones of where to begin. Like, I think. I don't know, I feel like maybe answering my own question here is you just got to begin, you got to start, you got to start somewhere. And if there's that journey, trusting in the journey, and just starting somewhere, you know, mm. you could even reach out to me or Mike, but I'm sure yep. there's other people in your field that are probably right there to reach out to or whatever you need to do to begin your journey and trusting, I think just the shifting that thing of like, okay, something here needs to change. And it's, it's, there's always, almost always a catalyst, something that happens in life where it's like, okay, this is not working for me anymore. I need to change. I need to break free, right? Which is what we kind of started with today. How do we break free? You start, mm. you start. You start. I think that's, um, unfortunately, some people could see, see that as oversimplifying or just obvious, but you just need to start. Yeah. Um, I remember the day for me, it was, I'd studied religion. I'd studied philosophy and to intellectualize things. I hadn't, there wasn't a desire to understand it at a, at a soul level. I wanted to be smarter. And I, so I studied those things. And it wasn't until I probably five years ago I sat there and I was sitting on the land. I can remember the exact fabric and fiber that I was sitting on. And, and it just came to me as like, but this got to be more. What, what am I not seeing? And that was the start of my, you know, my start of my spiritual journey with birth. But the reality of my my logical sense and what I can rationalize was that moment when I asked that question mm. and I was sitting there in my, you know, logical mind with my business and my suits and all the things. And I'm like, there's got to be more to it than this. And that's where it started. But I think to sort of go further onto what you said, um, I would find someone that you align with yeah. first, you know, there's, I, I listen to Jay, I hear, I see his podcast, he drops these things. And I keep going back to it. I wasn't aware that it was, but I'm, I'm now in my awareness. I keep going back to Jay and there's some things that he said that really get me thinking. And that's where I would explore it first because there's a little pull in my heart to say, yeah. there's, there's guiding synchronicities. We think that is coincidence, but it's actually the soul speaking to you going, hey, he's over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's whispering. It never yells. It's a very gentle whisper. And yeah. And, yeah. And 
even um, a, another gentle thing is, you know, reading some books that resonate, like uh, what you just said about, you know, the God, um, that beautiful God force energy and studying religion. For me, you know, Conversations with God was a book that oh, changed my life. Like that, would, that when I read that, it's like, I get it now. I feel like I get it now. Like you want the meaning of life? Okay, read that book. It's like, okay, there's a lot of meanings of life in that book. Um, so, Let's just take a moment to, to celebrate that book. That book. How good is that book? Like it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Oh, it is a doozy. It's. I remember being addicted to. That. I couldn't wait to go again and go again. And I'm like, yeah. of course that makes sense. It yeah. was. You haven't had the chance. Conversations with God. It comes with my highest of highest of highest recommendations. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, books like The Power of Now are a great stepping stone too um into this this realm but yeah i think conversations with god i feel like you know what, what i love about that text is the softness in which all the replies come with just such an openness such an unattached unopinionated sharing of knowledge that's just to the core that just beats all the bullshit and all the i don't know just my feeling the possible misinterpretations of information that has been handed down from uh you know cosmic beings or however you want to explain it uh the the unfathomable um it still blows me away that we you know boil this perception of this god to this kind of you know figure of a man with a beard or whatever it might be a, a labrador or whatever your story is um uh but anyway Hey, brother, just dropping back into you, what are your thoughts around, you know, um, this old paradigm and breaking out of that? What's, what's that fit? What comes up for you? Yeah, I think it's, um, I feel like both sides of, there's kind of like two sides of the story. There's that side where, yeah, you, um, you know, you, you develop the, maybe the, the anger or the triggers around some of those things and, and don't get it and create stories and judgments around those experiences of how could you be like that to me to then maybe go and repeat a lot of those patterns yourself as you grow up to then having that epiphany to come back and be like oh wow i get it and you then you just come back with totally loving on the um let's say the perpetrator almost for giving you those tools to excel and become that admirable warrior so in a nutshell that's kind of what i feel um around it but to give you like an actual 3d story of my life um, mm. there was a part in my younger days, uh, you know, in my, or in my childhood, my, yeah, uh, early, pretty much my whole childhood up till I was about 15 or 16 and maybe a little beyond, um, where the, uh, in my story, I feel that, um, with so much love for my mother, because I just, I love on her so much every single day. Um, there was, she had some possibly some past trauma from the relationship with my biological father. And as part of that past trauma and her safety mechanism, um, put things in place to protect her child in her story. And um, some of those things possibly weren't maybe in the best interest of what I would have wanted as the child. I didn't know better. I was just a child to put that into more of a 3D story. Let's say, okay. so what I've learned from this is to do my very best to never teach a child that their parent is, you know, anything negative about their, their parents or important people in their life to the best of my ability, you know? Um, so 
yeah, let's say if I have a child in my life, I will do my very best to not teach them negative things about their parents. And that really relates to me specifically in this time um, without going into too much of the detail. But I'm literally always going well out of the way to teach the children in my life about, you know, that how incredible their parents could possibly be and to really invite them to um, to keeping that open, um, not defending anyone, not not saying too much about positive or negative, but just trying to keep that neutrality to let the child really fill into their heart, to let them decide to the best of their ability, being that they are just kids. So I don't know, that's kind of feels relevant to share. I've actually had just further to that, just to probably put some more context to it. I've had uh, two partners in the past who were estranged from their father because of uh, those similar relationship dynamics where they were withheld or told stories or sort of pushed away from them. And obviously, you know, there's time that's passed and sometimes it was 20 years where they actually didn't catch up with their father and go, those stories aren't lining up. Yeah. There's a, there's a gap. There's a, there's a, there's an incongruence here. And in that moment, you know, they have new light for the, in this case, the father and a different light now for the mother who was potentially manipulating some of the stories or creating stories or telling her version of the story, which might've been a little bit one-sided. Hmm. Um, I've done that twice. So in, in past relationships. Yeah. And the softness in which I came to my mother, as opposed to the story that you just shared, um, stories, um, was a real softness not that there was there was no negativity um i i evolved with that beautiful spirituality journey where i was coming with a neutrality if that's the word coming neutral towards my mum to um, be like hey i really feel that you know with all everything i truly feel in my heart that you did the best that you could and you had my intentions to the best of your ability with all you're going through um you know doing your best to to, to, to juggle it all and um, yeah it, like just like you said though everything shifted and I connected with my biological father and I think 37 years old for the first time and mm-hmm. I did it with a, such a, a peaceful energy towards my mother and um, what ended up shifting it took a little while it was a bit like uh, quite sensitive and pushing some things in the beginning with a gentle safety and trust that I was doing my best to bring that of no matter what happens I basically came at it look we've got two ways we can go here we can either swipe it all under the cover and pretend like it doesn't exist and have this shallow relationship or mm. we can put it all on the table and just be open about it all yes. and we can deepen our relationship like never before and open all those uncomfortable containers. Um, I don't need to necessarily know the answers to anything specifically, but it's more of an energetic shift. And after a few weeks of fighting and things, but it it shifted so many dynamics in um, the relationship with with my mum and also that thing of, um, you know, that healthy, um, healthy relationship with a mother, like these these men that grow up um, where, you know, the, have, you, have you ever had your partner say to you, wow, um, your mum's kind of controlling. You seem to really do what your mum mm-hmm. wants you to do. Like maybe we should not worry, you know, if, that, if that's a red flag for you or any men in your life, there's, you know, there's something in that possibly. But there were some of those things that were going on with me and um, my beautiful uh, partner at the time, um, Kalia, uh, helped me really brought that into the light in a really healthy, accountable way to me. I was like, oh, shit. 
you're bloody right and I'm, I'm doing that so uh the relationship with my mother evolved so much and deepened so much and then seeing my mom's spiritual journey over the last you know six or seven years since this when this happened has been profound and the place that she's in now which that catalyst of the things that have set in motion from that of her letting go and moving forward with full power has been just mind-blowing so um and as for me too so it's exciting i think there's a lot that might have been missed in that. And so obviously we're talking about father, sorry, mother-son relationship. But what you held there was that in the divine masculine was you provided a safe container for your mother, which is just the feminine energy yeah. doesn't have carry age, right? And yeah. so a lot of people, I want you to listen to this is what Jay did then was he provided a safe container for it just to be a healthy in-depth conversation. And those conversations don't destroy, they actually fortify the relationship yeah. they give you depth and a whole new level of being and as a result of that you know it's a much easier for you to have those deeper conversations now with your romantic partners Definitely. because you had them with the mother figure yeah. you know it's at the higher level and holding that divine masculine energy of like you know what i'm open i'm witnessing i'm not judging and i'm just here for you to express your truth and hopefully that can alleviate some of the trauma or the pain or the guilt and shame that you may be carrying that you're not even not aware of. Yeah. Oh, brother, that was so, so powerful, not only for you, but for her as well. As you said, her journey almost pivoted at that point. Yeah. And the the passiveness in which I came into that, there wasn't there was no attachment to an outcome. There was no hey, we need to talk about this. This is this needs to be discussed. There was no pressure. It was like, it's possible the way I see it, there's two ways we can go here. It can be, we talk about this and go deeper or we don't and we stay shallow. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I tried to take away all the condescending uh, energy even behind what I just said because it's said in the wrong way. That could sound quite condescending, but it was so neutral. Um, and I didn't go in with an intention to get an outcome or an intention to for her to lean into either option. I just went in like, hey, if you feel like feeling into this, take as long as you want. And if you ever want to speak about it, I'd love to. Um, and if not, I'm totally cool with that too. Um, and then let it simmer and it simmered and it simmered pretty boiling hot for a while there. But after three or four weeks, it simmered down and that safety of coming back to those conversations was there and, and man, did we what? And now it's still just journeys every day and there's that comfortability to speak about it like never before. So it's beautiful, brother. And what's three or four weeks in the space for lifetime? Exactly, nothing. Yeah, drop in the pond. How's the relationship with dad now? Uh, great, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And no, you know, it's it's benefit because I get two dads now. So I got my biological yeah. dad, and I got my the dad who raised me, who uh, equally taught me, you know, the most mm. profound gifts um, that any son could ever ask for. So um, yeah, it's it's evolving. The relationship with my biological father is um, is evolving. Um, so to the point where I've probably got to take that label away soon of, of saying biological father, but it's kind of the, yeah. Um, yeah. it makes it clear because everyone's like, what's dad, which one's your dad? And, um, but they both are, but um, it's, you know, to get to that point is, is that's a, a few years of evolution to, to mm. speak like that. And that's starting to feel um, more normal to, you know, I haven't, I don't think I've called him dad yet, but yeah, it's, mm. it's coming, it's coming. I can feel it coming. So, yeah. You think that's a, a it's a two part being is it partly for you, but it's also partly what he's bringing it so that it's because respect is earned, right? It's not yeah. given, it's earned. Trust yeah. is 
earned as well. And does that come from him rising up and meeting you to a point where you go, yeah, I really feel the need to do this now. Yeah, yeah, there's no, I'm not feeling any need to do anything. It's just um, quite natural. Um, the, the, and he's, um, yeah, he's been stepping up um, in, in beautiful ways, but really just um, safety and trust and, and presence and time. And I think, you know, again, presence and, and just showing up, you know, you can't change the past, but you can be in the now and, you know, so let, let's be here and, and just see what happens. And, and I'm cool with that. And um, the initial reaching out to him was a very beautiful, neutral message of saying, like, I've, I'm basically Jay, I think I'm your son. And um, <laughs> if you'd ever like to catch up and maybe have a coffee or something, um, I, I'd be open to that. I don't, uh, to be completely honest, I don't want anything from you. And I'm not attached to, attached to any outcome coming from this uh, contact but I just wanted to know you'd know that I'm here and if you'd ever like to um, have a conversation with me maybe even go out for a coffee or something I'd be open to that and um, yeah he got straight back to me and said that sounds great let's have a coffee and that's how it started so um, yeah. yeah love that that's yeah. beautiful man very beautiful Perfect, man let's wrap this up today thank you so much for your time Mike let's um, continue on with this next time love you brother Love you, brother. That was a that was a beautiful one. Thanks, Chantel, for <laughs> taking yeah. us down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, big love for that, um, bringing that into our space today. And yeah, thank you, brother. Yeah, and if anyone else would like to hear us speak about anything, please just you know drop us a message, and we'd love to um, love to dive in. It's mm -hmm. amazing the rabbit holes we go down. So beautiful. Absolutely.